Previously on Dice Paper Roll. The portals widened. The party prepared. Feet planted. Muscles flexed. And nostrils flared. The tiefling, in a trance, played on without saying. While Bruvel and his cronies stepped into being. A creature wielding a mandolin garbed in black robe stepped into battle. Bird v. Bird inside the globe. Bruvel charged at Brackeye. Clang! Steel upon steel, trading mighty blows, they fought with great zeal. Snatch and Elan and Thandor, protecting their friends, stormed towards the fiends in a fight to the bitter end. In a snowy landscape, the bard raced a dark stranger. To the glowing mountain top, fraught with perils and danger. Edging out the asimilar, the tiefling was first to the crest. But as she grasped the glowing shard, a spike burst through her chest. Welcome back to another episode of Dice Paper Roll. We are here in the pod cave and it's time for episode number 46. My name is Emil and I play Brakai, the Goliath Barbarian. My name is Jack. I'm playing Ariki's song, A Tiefling Bard. My name's Ben. And I play Snatch, Starfling Rogue. My name's Greg. I'm playing Aelan, A.A. Ron Aeon. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. If you don't know that by now. Yeah, you haven't been paying attention. And I'm Dan. I play Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest. But I am the dungeon master. Oh, yeah. Radio oh, Dan. All right. Creepy. Late at night, Dan. He's <laughs> your dungeon Late master. Night, <laughs> uh, wrong no, wrong I, kind of podcast, I Yeah, I know. Sorry, sorry. I was in a totally different place. Sorry, my name is Dan, and I play Thandor, the human fighter and cleric of Tempest, but I am the dungeon master. One quick thank you to Patreon members. Thank you. Mm. You help us put the show on. If you want to subscribe, check it out. Patreon.com forward slash Dice Paper Roll. Yep. yep. Otherwise, you can contribute by sharing our podcast with the hashtag or Twitter handle at Dice Paper Roll. Any help would be amazing. So thank you to everyone. Arikis, you grasp the egg-like crystal in your hand as the spiked chain bursts from your stomach. You grasp the the crystal in one hand and you look down and see this black iron sticking out of your body. You reach one hand down and you feel the wet blood cling to the sharp iron spear sticking out of your stomach um, and you're still in your trance state you're still standing atop this mountain in the midst of uh, like a hurricane the the snow and the wind whirling around you coalescing at this point in this crystal 
as the spear protrudes from your gut. Ah, uh, bugger. <laughs> and um, feeling the change, she she turns with the stone in hand to see where the blade has come from. You follow the blade back behind you and you see these black iron chain links that sink straight into the ground. They're not coming from uh, any creature. It's just protruding up from out of the ground as the fallen Asimar starts to clamber up on top of the mountain and reaches a hand out and takes the crystal from your grasp. Um, can I cast something at him? Sure. As the crystal leaves her hands, she drops to her knees, her hands finding the loot, and a piece of glass materialises in her hands, and she says, I don't think that's yours, and strums a chord, and throwing forward a cloud of glass and daggers towards the asimilar. Awesome. Uh, dexterity check? Uh, save? Uh, oh, my hand's shaking. No save. No yeah. save. Great. Roll uh, the damage for it. Oh, and I cast it as a third level. So that's... Um, a, a lot worse. <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> so it's 4D... Takes 4D for slashing damage and then increases by 2d4 for each slot level above second so it takes 6d4 yeah come on Arikis that's 8 17 17 the fallen ASMR grabs the crystal from your hand in victory as you in one last desperate moment pull the piece of glass from your pouch and strum it across your loot and it shatters in your hand and flies out and this is like the strongest that you've ever used this spell it's the the energy that is coursing through you within this uh, music ritual um, intensifies your power and the small blades of glass fly out as this creature grasps this crystal and its skin gets tiny little slashes across it and like the wind whirling around you these small shards of glass whirl around the creature taking all these little tiny cuts a, a, a death by a thousand cuts um, as it slowly starts to seep blood from each tiny little wound across its body and it weakens and it falls to one knee. Within the antechamber, the rest of you see the two figures in the center at the silver pool, one being a Riki and the other one this robed figure. Uh, you see the blackish energy from the robed figure start to fully envelop this swirling energy and Ariki's song stops playing for that moment as the blackish energy starts to swarm in and take victory over her. But then in one last ditch effort, a power chord is struck 
that sends this enormous shockwave through the entire antechamber. The bluish energy erupts upwards and you see above you the scry spell that is a part of the roof of this antechamber. You see the cloud cover above and this bluish energy erupts forward up into the night sky and pierces the clouds and they burst out in a solid ring clearing the night sky opening it up to the stars and the full moon that is high above you illuminated and a dark moon a new moon that is rising and they are heading directly towards one another the two moons you can see their trajectory are in line with one another and they are going to collide. In this moment, Brackeye, you feel the light of the moon shine down upon you and you intensify the hair all over your body stands on end and your skin tightens crawling across your body and you feel your your body shake with intensity and bloodlust and you look brutal directly in the face what do you want to do Brackeye grimaces his features twist and turn and again the the shadows of a wolf appear across his countenance his teeth sharpen his the front of his face seems to elongate as he kind of snarls and stares and his eyes seem to narrow as he bites into the jugular of Bruegel Great. Uh, You are overcome with animal instinct and ferocity, and uh, you leap towards Bruval, and you grasp your hands around him, your fingertips digging into his flesh. Um, Not any real damage, but you just grip tightly, and you open your mouth, and you sink your teeth into his neck, roll to attack. I don't imagine I get great weapon mastery for a bite. No, you don't. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Um, twenty-eight to oh, hit. Oh damn, son. Yeah, that hits. I don't know what to roll for a bite. Can you do a D six plus strength? Yep. And with the plus one to damage as well. Plus rage. Yep. Yep. So that's. 10 points of damage. Damn, son! Yeah. Biting <laughs> Juicy. Damage. Yeah. Biting damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bruval is shocked at your sudden ferocity. You had just gone from this moment of clean, serene focus. Nothing but green. <laughs> to this animal ferocity. And it catches him completely unawares. And you grasp onto him and dig your teeth into his throat and he screams in pain. I'm pretty sure you got a couple more attacks, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Brackeye tries to rip away with his jugular. Just tries to tear it away. Roll a strength check, which in your rage you have advantage. <laughs> oh, go Brackeye! 
2d6. Yeah. 12 points of damage. Yeah, you uh, you sink your teeth in even harder and you feel your teeth connect with one another and you just rip it out. A full chunk of his flesh now in your mouth and you spit do you want to spit it on the ground or you want to eat that shit? <laughs> As a cloud crosses the face of the newly brightened moon, Brackeye realises himself and realises what he's doing. His jaw goes slack and the meat falls with a splat to the ground as he's in a bit of a daze. But then looking up in front of him, he sees Bruval gasping in the air and looks down at his wrist and sees he's still got his sword and kind of lazily and slowly tries to stab it into him. But he's a bit out of it. Yeah, great. Um, a small wisp of cloud goes across the face of the moon. Um, the energy that still swells above somewhat shrouds the moonlight for a moment and you regain your senses. Uh, you lift your sword, but after this high intensity that you've just felt and then the dissipation of that intensity, um, yeah, you're somewhat lethargic. So roll to attack. You're still using reckless attack, aren't you? Yep. Yep. So do that at disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. So, so just, it just means that it's you just rolled the one. Lethargic. <laughs> it's not bad. Still, that's uh, with the great sword, with great weapon mastery, and the extra plus one. That is um, twenty-one. Oh, nice. That hits. Yeah. Yeah, it hits. So that's two d six plus fifteen plus one from the spell. It's five on the die, plus 15 is 20, plus one is 21 points of damage on that lazy little slide-in. <laughs> yeah, it's just a quiet one. Super lazy. Uh, Bruval, reeling from the pain of having half of his throat ripped from his body, clutches at it and is gasping for air, his eyes wild in panic. As you slowly walk towards him, great sword in hand, the blood dripping from your teeth, your bejazzled teeth. <laughs> they're, they're gems. Um, the blood dripping from your jaw as your teeth grind against one another and you place the sword tip against his chest and then you just press it on through slowly and it pierces straight through his chest and in utter shock he has no idea what to do. He looks you in the face and says no this, I, I have and Brackeye kisses him yes <laughs> oh, yes <laughs> yes um, um. <laughs> once more um, Bruval is completely bewildered um, and then kind of loses himself in it for a moment <laughs> and then pulls back away from you and says, you don't understand. I, I, I have to do this. I have, we must win. 
It's the only way I can save Emily. I have to. I have to do this. Brackeye hands him his weapon. He grasps his own greatsword once more and begins to lift it. And there's a look of gratitude across Bruval's face. And he looks at you and he says, Thank you. I had to make a deal. It was the only way. I'm sorry. You do you, boo. <laughs> you funny motherfucker. <laughs> uh, he um he rolls a twenty-one to hit. Braco does nothing to stop it. With your sword still buried deep within him, uh he brings his own sword up. But he's weakened and is losing consciousness. And he places his own sword point into the join between your shoulder and ribcage, aiming for your heart, but in his his weakness is slightly off point. And he places it against it and he lazily stabs forward with his own body weight and momentum, plunges the sword into your... Uh, shoulder, arm, knee, torso, hip, torso, hip, um, <laughs> doing 13 points of piercing damage, half that to six. Um, yes. As the cloud crosses the moon, its light shines back down inside and it hits Brackeye as he leans back in and lays another gentle kiss on Bruvel's forehead and as he connects and as his tongue reaches out and licks his forehead (laughs) Brackeye's face changes his eyes narrow into slits his teeth grow in length his his lichen stands up and he tears into Bruvel's face no longer in control The physical transformation doesn't begin yet. You can feel your teeth starting to somewhat elongate and sharpen, but you still look quite like yourself. You are in the early stages of it, and it is more that basic animal instinct that grows within you. But from Bruvel's perspective, there is a wolf-like countenance to you as you start tearing into his flesh. Your teeth start biting into his cheeks and into his neck. Your fingers start to dig into his eye sockets and inside his mouth and you rip one of his cheeks away from his face. Um, And you just start tearing away at his face. Snatch and Alan and Thandor continue their fight against the Chain Devils and the Horn Devil. Snatch, you have taken one of the Chain Devils to the ground, dagger in hand. Noticing out of his periphery the chaos of the battlefield and seeing the chain just smash through Ariki's gut, Snatch lets out a, a 
grief-stricken cry and tears roll down his cheeks and he just grabs his dagger and he leaps at the chain devil in front of him and attacks wildly. Roll the attack because okay. this chain devil is prone, which means that you have advantage. Ooh, so that's a 19 and a 3, so 19 plus my dagger, 8 minus 4 uh, is 23. That hits. Now, I believe if you have uh, advantage, that gives you sneak attack, does it not? does indeed. It was plus 1 as well for the blue yeah. magic. Plus 1. Oh, I get double my sneak attack. 4 plus 8 plus 6 is, fuck, 12. 18 plus 1, 19, and my other 3d6 sneak attack. Fuck! An extra 15, 33 yes. points of sneak attack damage. Die! You chainy motherfucker! <laughs> Great. The chain devil that is on the ground in front of you, it had broken one of its chains after you had tried ensnaring it and you tripped it to the ground. It is then broken free from those chains as you leap onto the chest of it and you start plunging your dagger straight into the face of this chain devil the face of it is kind of like it has a face mask sort of thing that is made from chains and so you can't really strike into there but you see the soft points of its eyeballs uh and (laughs) they tend to be pretty soft and you just start plunging your dagger into it and it roars in pain and wildly flings its arms around one of the chains, whipping around and smacks into the other chain devil as it loses its mind in pain. Um, The horned devil tries to rain fireballs once again onto Aelan and onto Thandor um, with a 22 against Thandor and a 17 against... 17 hits. Oh, really? Yes, just. Oh, no. Um... Oh, yeah, because you lost your pin. I lost my pin. Yep. If I had my pin, that oh. wouldn't be a hit. Damn. Yeah. Mm. It's worth it. I guess if you walk into a knife fight naked. What do you expect? <laughs> Still <laughs> looks like you got a pin from here. Aelan, <laughs> <laughs> you take 14 points of fire damage. Oh, I'm on negative four. You're, what? Ooh. Ouch. You're on negative four. Yeah. Was it an Eldritch Blast? No, it was the fireball from uh-huh. the Horned Devil. Not a fireball spell. But not not a fireball, fire. but oh, yeah. it's they have a thing called Hurl Flame. Uh, Thandor also takes 12 points of fire damage. He's on 2 HP. So, Aelan, you fly through the air. You have just been firing rays of frost at the Horned Devil and you have tried to take the initiative in terms of trying to keep this creature at bay. Um, And it has focused in on you in particular. And both of its clawed hands erupt in flame as it hurls one flame at Thandor. It erupting around him as he still continues to try and push the Chain Devil through the portal. And he sinks to one knee. And you, Aelan, you take the full brunt of the other hurling flame. And it strikes into you. And you lose consciousness. And your golden wings evaporate in the air and singe away with the burning fire that now engulfs you. You fall to the ground, unconscious. And naked. 
and, and with shit on your face. And, my, <laughs> and shit on my face, yeah. Fuck. Shit. On the what face. do I say? I'm singed. Uh, yeah, my beacon of hope's gone. No light shines from Alan as he lies unconscious. Yeah. Having been blasted into the ground. Does your like, body glow just a little bit less if you're unconscious? Yeah. Your natural radiance that emanates from your skin dulls and goes out and you are just an ordinary looking creature on the ground you're well i'm not ordinary looking i got a charisma of 20 you're still (laughs) you're a pretty sexy looking dead body like (laughs) with shit on your face face. (laughs) and you're on fire fire. somewhere Um, way up above in this in the night sky though no one notices it a star winks out this is what five Aussie dudes do, by the way, when they're upset, folks. They just make jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get in touch with my feelings. I want to get in touch with my feelings. Um, okay. Uh, right in the feels. Right in the feels. Um, yeah, you're, you're out. Does he do death saves now? Is that later? It's after. But it's I every can't. round afterwards. You get advantage on them, remember, because of the... Yes, I do get advantage. Oh, no, I don't because the tunnel goes out. Yeah, but he casts a spell. Oh, no, so we lose that as well. That spell is now gone. Beacon of Hope is now gone. You don't get advantage on wisdom saves or death saves. And now any healing just is whatever is rolled. It doesn't get the full benefits of it. So, Arikis, you have just shredded the form of this fallen Asimar. It has fallen to one knee, still grasping the crystal in its hand, and you feel the tug of the chain wrench you back. Could you please roll a strength check for me? Fucking shitballs. Can't fucking... (laughs) (laughs) 14. (gasps) You feel the tug of the chain embedded in your stomach and it starts to pull you back and you try to resist it against it and your feet start to drag through the snow and you reach your hand out trying to grasp the crystal once more but the chain continues to pull you back and the crystal is then out of your reach. Could you please roll for me a performance check? Ooh. Play Freebird. <laughs> nice. 17 plus 8 is 25. In this moment, uh, as you feel yourself desperately being dragged away, the song starts to rise up in you once more and you start to strum the chords and you're able to start to go into full song as you reach forward and your fingertips touch the crystal and back in the antechamber once more a huge onrush of bluish energy erupts from the center blasting the horned devil out of the sky. Uh, It sends the chained devil that Thandor had been trying to push into the portal, it pushes him back and through the portal, dislodged from Thandor's glaive. 
the other chain devil that still lies on the ground with Snatch stabbing into its face. Uh, you kind of like body surf his body as he slides along the ground, still stabbing into its face. Um, but everyone in the antechamber can see that behind Oriki's a new portal is opening wider and wider from where the chain is protruding out from and a second chain launches out and clasps around Oriki's wrist and then a third chain clasps around the other wrist and you feel your hands Oriki's start to be pulled away from the loot could you please roll a strength check for me can I try to flick the tail round to the front and continue the song? Great, roll a strength check first. That's a 10. A 10. And now roll a performance check, but with disadvantage. Ah, oh, sure. 15. Oh. 14. You feel your left hand pulled away from the fretboard of the loot and then your right hand ripped away from the strings. You still clutch the pick in your hand and out of instinct, um, as you're still in this trance state, your tail starts to try and whip around and strum at the chords, but it can't reach properly. Uh, From when you fell off the wagon, you lost a chunk of your tail and that was a thing that was a thing was it yeah do you not remember that it's just not as noticeable as the eye that's all yeah exactly um uh, and so you had lost the tip of your tail and you try and reach to to strum the chords of your lute but you can't reach it and you feel yourself being dragged down and you come to in the room you can all see that the devils have been blasted away and are reeling from the energy Brackeye, you still cling to Bruval tearing away at his face And as you tear at the flesh of his face and at his body, he still tries to plead with you. I have no choice. I'm sorry. We were friends. I'm sorry. As you continue to rip away at his flesh until he lies dead on the floor. And as his body goes limp, uh, his eyes flash open with pure light. And they burn as a fiery portal opens in his chest, in, in his uh, ribcage. And uh, his ribcage lifts up off the ground as if with breath. And he begins to lose connection with the ground. And he is suspended above the floor. White light erupts from his eyes and from his mouth. And... The fire encompasses his body and then winks out and the light is gone and a dried smoking husk drops back to the ground. In this moment, 
Thandor rushes over to Aelan and grabs Aelan around the shoulders and says, No, no, Aelan, please. I know that we've had our differences about Helm and Tempest, but we need you, man. We need you in this fight. You need to protect us. It's what you do. It's what you'll always do. And I know we've had it. I've given you shit about it, but I've... I really admire you, man, and... Kisses him. <laughs> and kisses him on the forehead. And he calls on Tempest. Tempest, please save this man. He's he's a real dude. He's, he's a dude, man. Like, please help him out. And as his lips touch your forehead, he casts Cure Wounds on you. Well, that's not bad. That's a 7 on the D8 plus 4, so that is 11 hit points. <gasps> uh, no, I don't want marmalade on my pancakes! That <laughs> <laughs> uh, door! Thank you! Buddy! Oh, man! I'm so glad you're back, man. And in this moment, you look around and you see Ariki's looking out at all of you as she is slowly being dragged into a portal. Could you please roll another strength check for me, Ariki's? Fuck yeah, I could. Oh, that's a 19. Awesome. Can you please roll a performance check for me as well? Ah, that's less good. <laughs> uh, 15. Awesome. Uh, Ariki's coming to out of your trance state. You come back into the room. The room is filled with the bluish energy of your song, but the black darkness is starting to seep into it. And you look up and you see the moons on a collision course and you try to fight back against the chains and you stop the pull. You stand firm against it as they start to tear at your flesh and you bring one hand back to your loot and then the other hand to the neck of the loot and you strum one last chord and the energy bursts out. It sends the devils reeling, slamming into the sides of the room, into the walls, and they are flung up against it and held in place from the energy. And then the cord fades, and the robed figure strums his own cord. And the two moons collide. Well, I gave it my best shot. They slam into one another, crashing in, cracking and splintering. Shards of the moon start to expand out in a ring centered at the point of contact in a vertical line as the two moons coalesce and slam into one another as Ariki's you're pulled down 
into the portal. The fire starts to lick at your feet and one foot slips into the portal and then you fall to the ground and you dangle half out of it, only your upper body hanging out still in this plane. Shit. Am I able to see what's actually grappling me? You can see and feel the chains that are buried into your body, yes. Are they coming from a particular creature or...? It's coming from the portal that you are now being dragged down into. Ah. Shitballs! Thandor starts trying to rush towards you. He tries to make his way through the ever-growing energy that still emanates in the room and he starts trying to grasp towards you as Snatch and Alan and Brackeye, they all see you being pulled down and start trying to make their way through, trying to reach through the energy, but it is too thick. And as their hands claw through the vibrations, their own bodies resonate and start vibrating violently as they desperately try to reach you. Thanks, guys. Not sure it's gonna work this time. And she reaches for her loot one last time and casts Thunder Wave around herself. And uh, a wave of, of sound emanates from the loot and knocks things that are not nailed down away from me. Awesome, yeah. As you uh, drag down and with your last words, with a, a resounding crescendo, you had been continuing to play your tune and then with one final poignant note, it explodes from your loot as you are pulled down into the portal, disappearing from view. The shockwave breaks apart the whirling pool of silver liquid and it shatters and the robed figure is thrown back into the energy, being completely caught within this vibrating magic and energy. His body vibrates so violently and starts to break apart down from the molecular level. He just dissipates within this whirling torrent of energy that rises up into the sky. As the two moons start to burst apart and collide with one another, the shockwave of it sending rocks hurling back towards the earth. And for all of us in this room, the light starts to grow and we all look to the heavens as a blinding light starts screaming towards us and white light fills our vision. And that's where we'll end the game. Shit balls. <laughs> the moon's just exploded. <laughs>
cool. <laughs> Super cool. That's episode 46 and the end of book one. Thanks for listening. And if we all yeah, sound a bit you. flat, it's because we're a bit fucking shell shocked away yeah. by the end of that. Uh, I'm 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 quite emotional episode, at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a yeah, it's it's what it is. All right. Yeah, maybe we'll take a quick break right now, and we'll come back with a bit more talk for you at the end of the set. It's not a bad idea. It's good. We've yeah. had time to process. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, thanks. Thanks, everyone. Bye. 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 Try to five out. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, man. Man alive. And we're back. We're back. We're back. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. As Emil said, that is the end of book one. So the end of our first season of Dice Paper Roll, Danny. Oh my God. I can't believe we've actually gotten to this point. It has been huge, uh, a huge undertaking, and now we are in very much need of a long rest. <laughs> yeah. um, we need to re-roll some hit dice. We yep. need to get back that um, HP. So we are going to be taking a break between book one and book two. So we are going to be coming back on which date, Benny? Sunday, November the 25th. Okay, all right. I know, I know. Calm down. Calm down, everyone. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's all right. A, it's, it's a long break, but if you head over to patreon.com forward slash dice paper roll right now, you can get a teaser episode for season two. Well, it's actually the very next installment of what happens. It is. You find out what happens to Arikis. It's pretty epic. It's a it's a really beautiful episode. Um, so if you need some more DPR in your life, head over to Patreon. Sign up and you can get access to that episode right now. It yep. is live. Uh, in between all of that time, though, um, we are going to be releasing content every single fortnight. We're going to release all of our live shows, so yep. you'll have, you won't be completely without Dice Paper Roll, but we are going to take a break for a little while. Um, we are also going to have a live show on Sunday, September the 2nd at Storyville again, so keep an eye out on social medias for that. We'd love to see you. Yeah, come down, please, if you are in the Melbourne area. Come down to Storyville, Sunday the 2nd of September. Another live show, and... I think that's it. Other than that, just like, share, review, tell your mum. Get it out there. Get people on Dice Paper Roll and go to Patreon. Do it now. Check out that new episode. Benny does a beautiful job. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Danny. No worries, mate. Take right. care, everybody. Have happy, happy D&Ding and um, we'll see you on the other side. Yeah. Tight five. Tight two? Tight two. Oh, uh, no. Nah. Oh. <laughs> 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 no. Out. <laughs>